following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Hello and welcome to Who Knew and Review. We're a podcast from the family that is the Galactic Network. Now, I don't know about you, but all I've been doing is looking at things from the Comic-Con from New York. But in case you haven't, we'll have a rundown of some of the things that happened. I will be casting an overall eye on things. And of course, I may repeat myself here like I'm stuck in some sort of causal loop. Oh yes, causal loop. But that's because we're starting a new feature. That is going to be called... The Science. The Science of Doctor Who. More on that later, but coming up first of all, this year's Doctor Who Christmas special will be a superhero crossover. Straight out of fan fiction, folks. Although, truthfully, he had the potential to meet superheroes when he was a Marvel character. He's already met Death's Head, and Death's Head, well, anyway, I'm sure you nerds know more about that than I do. I mean, I. <laughs> certainly not a nerd right but um the first sneak peek of this was shown on some program called your morning it's on a the ctv network in canada so canada gets the scoop hey well done canada lucky you so at least we know that the christmas special will see the famous time lord cross paths with an actual superhero it's also been revealed the title of the up-and-coming episode is going to be called The Return of Doctor Mysterio. Now that title is a play on the name for Doctor Who, which um, is Doctor Mysterio in the Spanish and the uh, Mexican language. It also sounds a bit comic booky. I mean, Spider-Man's got a, uh, a bad guy called Mysterio. The BBC uh, Doctor Who Twitter account has put an image up. Now, it's clearly the superhero's logo. Yeah, right, right. It's sort of Superman-esque, but a G rather than um, rather than an S. Oh, there goes the spoiler klaxon. If you don't want to know what I think is about to be a little bit spoilery. And can I suggest you forward on for round about 25 seconds? Behind the G logo, there's something else. Now I'm not saying the greater intelligence is this Christmas episode's big bad, but I don't do coincidence. If you have a look, you'll see what I mean. Is the greater Apologies, I've absolutely no idea why that sounded so quiet. How absolutely annoying. Anyway, can't be helped. These things, you know. So, who is this mysterious superhero? Justin Chatwin will play the costumed crusader. Real name, Grant? In the return of Doctor Mysterio, the festive special, which will air on Christmas Day. We'll see Peter Capaldi team up with an investigative journalist. A sort of, um, how shall we describe her? Well, she's a journalist. She's definitely a she. Um, 
I suppose it's a parody of someone called Boris Bane. I don't know. It certainly looks very Lois Lane-like. It looks a bit tights and cape. It looks absolutely splendid. They're going to team up to save New York from an alien threat. So, did you see the, the trailer? I, I posted it on our Facebook feed. The very fabric of time and space is ripped to shreds in a creepy new teaser for Doctor Who's spin-off class in the halls of Coal Hill Academy. Something, or someone, is desperately trying to tear down the walls of reality, which means our entire planet is in jeopardy. Time-space tier enveloping Doctor Who's most famous school at least echoes the crack in Amy Pond's wall, which swallowed up the existence of anyone or anything touched during Matt Smith's first episodes and series. So I guess the big question is, is this Amy's crack? <laughs> so pure, and I do apologise. As for class at the cons, well... As I alluded to the other week, there is footage which references another TV show, and obviously there's the great Peter Capaldi. Capaldi's Doctor delivers a stern warning to Coal Hill Academy in the first official teaser for Doctor Who spin-off class. The dramatic 50-second trailer shows the school facing a dark threat, and the Doctor may not be around to save everyone. Needless to say, oodles of YouTube clips, oodles of website things to read truthfully it should be quite quite exciting for you oh yeah many thanks for downloading this podcast from the galactic network we have so much to offer maybe it's horror or adventure gaming perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out well, if that's the case, then visit gncasts.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. And have a good poke around. You'll be surprised what you find. Maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts. If so, then why not sign up to our Slack channel? Or simply you want to tell us what a great job we're doing. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. Here's me forgetting to press the mic button. Oh, So, the cast of Class made their New York debut at the New York Comic Con this past weekend, and they were super, super hyped to be there. And there's video proof from our friends at BBC America. The Madison Square Garden panel featured stars Greg Austin, Fadi Al-Syed, Sophie Hopkins and Vivian Opera, along with writer Patrick Ness and executive producer Brian Minson. Thanks have to go out to BBC America for releasing the full Q&A session, which you can find by following the links in the show notes. Of course, it's not just class that gets the massive Q&A events. The Doctor Who team took part in an exhausting round of interviews yesterday. Yesterday being the other day. It's time, isn't it? I'm sure you understand. Including a stop over at Marvel, where there was a difference of opinion on the most powerful weapon in the universe. It's quite obvious Pearl Mackey is having the time of her life 
while Peter is taking it all in his stride, there are some pictures online of Peter Capaldi with Captain America's shield. And I'm saying, hey, Marvel bods, if you're listening, yeah, just once, just once, maybe, maybe one of films, just once, just feature it, just feature a little TARDIS, just once. That would be particularly cool. The Science of Doctor Who. Indeed, the science of Doctor Who. Let's have a look and see if we can see some of the actual real life science that has been in the show. And I'm starting this time with a causal loop. A causal loop in the context of time travel or retrocausality is a sequence of in which an event is among the cause of another event, which in turn among causes the first mentioned event. Such causally looped events then exist in space-time, but their origin cannot be determined. A sort of hypothetical example of a causality loop is given if you have a billiard ball striking its past self. The ball moves in a path towards a time machine, and the future self of the billiard ball emerges from the time machine before its past self enters it, giving its past self a glancing blow, altering the past's ball path and causing the entire time machine at an angle that would cause its future self to strike its past self and very glancing blow to alter its path. It's really, really weird. But let's say, for instance, you're a time traveller and you've got a red mark on your face and what you actually find out is a future you travels back in the past just before you notice you've got a red mark on your face and slaps your face you've got a red mark on your face because you've traveled back in time and you've caused that event and you don't know that until later on until you get to the future and then decide to go back in time and slap yourself in the face thus a causal loop created. Are you confused? Does your head hurt? Yeah, mine too. But next time when we have a, a bit of um, the science of Doctor Who. Next time we will do some more physics because physics are fun, apparently. Ah, uh, with Clara Oswald off exploring time and space on her own these days. The Twelfth Doctor will soon be crossing paths with a new friend who's bound to change his life. Forever, maybe. In an interview with The Guardian, new Doctor Who star Pearl Mackey offered some juicy tidbits as to what we can expect from the TARDIS's next co-pilot. She's funny. She's geeky. She's vulnerable, Pearl teased. There's a bit of goofiness to her, but she has a big heart. She gets things wrong. She's got a temper. Apparently Pearl thought, yeah, I know her. I could play her. Now Pearl's not actually going to say why the new pal is called why the doctor's new pal is called Bill. She's not even going to reveal anything about her. But she does hint at a natural rapport. I'm intrigued. I can't wait to see this one. She does look a little bit goofy. And hey, don't we all look a little bit goofy sometimes. 
hauntings, sky sounds, parallel universes, monster sightings, the New World Order, ghost ships, urban legends, mysterious radio broadcasts, and secret government facilities are just a few things we've talked about on Weird World Weekly. Listen to find out what's next. Go to gncasts.com slash weird to listen, find out more, and subscribe to the podcast that discusses the paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial, unexplained, or anything else we think is a little strange and out of the ordinary. Also, Matt's continuing search for turkey recipes. It's all on Weird World Weekly, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows, also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Thinking back to Clara has just uh, just reminded me of a nice little tidbit I saw where Jenna, Jenna Coleman, gave Pearl some words of advice when she took on the role. Mainly it was where to get the best food when filming. I can't remember what I said on that card, but I think it was something, a couple of jokes about Peter, Jenna told Digital Spy. And then where's best to eat in Cardiff? Because apparently that's the advice that Karen Gillan passed on to her. So, you know, the important, valuable stuff. Basically, enjoy it, grab it, it's a great adventure, and, uh, oh, this kebab shop is well worth a visit. Now, I'm thinking, I want a companion's cookbook. How cool would that be? Oh, yeah. Be the cookbook would be phone pizza kebab and, uh order the uh, the number three kebab or something i don't know i don't eat kebabs can you tell <laughs> now do you miss matt smith in the tardis well if you do miss matt smith in the tardis this new admission comes from the uh, ex doctor who star who revealed at the new york comic-con that one of his great regrets was not sticking with the show a little longer to be specific he regrets not getting to work more with jenna coleman and uh, who wouldn't, eh? Jenna looks to be lots of fun. And finally, from the Comic-Con, let's have a little bit about Torchwood's return. Now, we all know what John Barrowman thinks, and we know that Stephen Moffat's probably not the one holding it up. So what does Doctor Who's Alex Kingston think about it all? She was appearing at the New York Comic-Con as well, on the Tales from the TARDIS panel. And Alex admitted she was quite keen on the idea of seeing Captain Jack Harkness back on the screens. But as long as River Song can get involved. Oh, BBC, dear BBC, oh please, BBC, I know, I know you listen. Please make this happen, just, just once, once, just once. Because I think having a Captain Jack and River Song episode it would be just like Christmas. And that would be, well... That'd be pretty splendid. So come on, BBC. Let's make it happen, yeah? Without further ado, it's time for the A to Z. And the A to Z, possibly my favourite part of the podcast. For various reasons, really. Not only is it because it's the end and it means I get to go and drink tea and eat crumpets, but also I just like exploring the monsters. Now this one this week is a bit weird. 
Because it's not a monster as such. Well, not that you would see. This monster is simply the host. From the episode Tooth and Claw. The planet of origin is Earth. And there is no technology involved. Now, I don't know if you can remember Tooth and Claw. But it's the werewolf episode. You see, the brethren took the boy away from his homestead in the night. And allowed, to, allowed him to be bitten by the lupine wavelength form they worshipped. He became infected by the form that carved out his soul and sat in his heart. The host was given all black eyes and was entirely controlled by the by the veriform which could access the host's memories and use basic telepathy. Every full moon he would transform into a true veriform process of which was incredibly painful. The real boy sadly was long dead. When the tenth doctor used the torchwood house light chamber with the Kohinoor diamond to destroy the Hemoveriform, the host began to live again. He asked the doctor to increase the effect and destroy him, which he did. The host died sacrificing his life to save the world. So more of a vessel for a monster than a monster. Oh, way to bring us down at the end, Daryl. Still, I shall be back next week with more Who Knew and Review. I shall speak to you then. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.